Welcome, welcome, Cosmic Toolbox. It is a new month and we are excited, right? Everyone's excited. <laughs> if you have not yet listened to the yearly forecast, you should go back and listen to the yearly forecast because I won't really discuss the overreaching themes of the year as I talk about March. I'm just going to focus on March. So um, definitely go back and give that yearly review a listen. I think it's good to re-listen to those things every month anyway, right? To kind of remind yourself that you are in a chapter of a book, which is the year. And so whenever we look at a monthly forecast, we're only looking at one short chapter. Lots of things can change and it's good to know kind of what's coming. Um, so going back and listening to that can help you kind of gain perspective as to the energies that will follow this month. So as we are wrapping up February, we really had what I would consider to be a powerful full moon here yesterday on February 27th. It felt so deep and so eager. Really, you know, having a full moon in Virgo that at the same time that we're wrapping up a month, um, Virgo is really good. Um, she's ruled by Mercury, right? And so all of that intellectual activity, analysis, research, um, discovery, sustenance, health, vitality, right? All of this um, awareness of the the research that goes into the plans and the and taking care of your chores and your day-to-day -day life, right? And so it's a really good time to sort of gauge, like how did February go? What did it look like, right? And that's really kind of what the energy of today, right? Because it's February 28th, <laughs> Sunday. Um, the energy of today is really wrapping up the month. Like the moon is moving into Libra around 2.16 p.m. We're currently in a moon void, of course, from 11 a.m. to 2.16 p.m. So we're really kind of feeling the full moon and we're moving into Libra today. But as we are here all day long from Virgo into Libra, taking all the things that we learned in February and moving them into um, energetic balance, being more aware what came up for us, right? Make sure you listen to that weekend forecast if this is all new information for you. So this is the energy with which we are taking on March. Over over the course of this month, I would like to say there should be an overwhelming sense of prosperity, hope, um, vitality. And some of you that do not enjoy Pisces season <laughs> may feel like you're sort of being left out of some big secret, but we're going to work on, um, we're going to work on really aligning with Pisces energy this season. Pisces feels very difficult when you don't like vulnerability. So um, when Pisces is so Pisces, which Pisces is about to get so Pisces this month, in the beginning of the month, we still have a lot of Aquarian energy. The moon, Mercury, Jupiter, and Saturn are all in Aquarius again from March 9th to 11th. So we're going to feel that Mercury or yeah, we're going to feel that uh, Aquarian stellium with Mercury now direct after the retrograde. We're going to feel that. 
this month. But then on the 13th, after the Mercury post-shadow period ends, we have ourselves a Pisces stellium and a new moon. So the new moon is in Pisces. The sun is in Pisces. The new moon is in Pisces. Venus, Neptune are in Pisces. It's going to be magical if you are aligned with that Pisces energy. And then on the 16th, we have Venus, Neptune, the sun, and Mercury in Pisces for four days, leading us to the equinox, which then hands it over to Aries. And we have a whole nother kind of energy on our hands. So the first 20 days of March, we can really take the opportunity to get vulnerable. And I'm begging everyone (laughs) to really get vulnerable this month. Things will be easier if we are there. Um, So just an overview of March. On March 3rd, Mars moves into Gemini. Air is a really powerful element this year. All of our Mercury retrogrades will be in air signs. Um, having Mars go into Gemini, 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 while we have an Aquarius stellium coming is going to be extra airy, lots of intellectualism, lots of psychic connection, lots of connecting, connecting to the ether. Then on March 5th, we have the third quarter moon in Sagittarius. This is going to give us a lot of free spirited energy as we, as we are waning right towards the new moon, we may find our dream life becomes really powerful with all the Pisces energy. So dream work will be incredibly important this month, journaling, meditating, but really the dreams, right? You got to pay attention to your dreams this month. And Sagittarius may have you, that third quarter moon in Sagittarius may have you traveling to far off realms in your sleep. You may find yourself daydreaming a lot, that free spirited need for freedom, need for new ideas, spontaneity, right? That may be really strong for you. Now on March 7th, Pallas Athena moves into Pisces and that is going to add to the Pisces energy that is going to be really strong. And so I just had to take a moment to stop and breathe because I do get very excited when I talk about asteroids. (laughs) So I want to convey some information um, as as succinctly as I can um, to keep this as as short of a recording as possible. But we can talk about it in in a deeper deeper manner on one of our Q&A sessions. So... What I want to illuminate, right? So when we, not everyone focuses on asteroids. I am a big nuance person. I thrive in the ether. I am um, more in line. I I connect on the ethereal uh, level a little bit differently. And so I'm always looking for nuance in every aspect. Um, the subtle energies of the body, the subtle energies of the universe. That's where my mysterious um, mind goes. That's where when I am tuning in and turning on and tapping in, that's where my mind typically goes. I find that the asteroids really give us the nuance of a human's abilities um, in a really cool way. When we are talking about the global atmosphere, I find that asteroid movement can sort of give us a cue into the nuanced energy in and out of a day. And so I pay a lot of attention. Pallas Athena is probably one of my very favorite asteroids to talk about. And going into Pisces, we have a really 
It's not going to be like Mercury. It's not going to be like Mars. The influence in your life isn't going to like be like, oh my God, I woke up so powerful this morning. Oh, it must be palace. You know, it's not going to feel like that. That's not an asteroid movement. Um, it's not going to feel as, as magnetic in our bones as the moon movement, right? But there will be a nuance. It'll be in the in the ethers when you're daydreaming. It'll be um, in your gut when your solar plexus is activated and some new element sort of sneaks in there. That's where you're going to feel this energy a little bit. So when Pallas moves into Pisces, Pisces is deep wisdom, right? Wise old sage type wisdom, the depths of the ocean wisdom, mysteries yet to be explored, right? So when you think about Pallas moving into Pisces, Pallas is already very wise. Um, she's like the god of goddess of wisdom and war, right? And I would take that as being opposites, right? Um, but she's the warrior queen and she fights for her beliefs and she fights for the righteous um, side. And, and she's in there underneath the underdog, um, you know, trying to bolster everyone and avoid the aggression and avoid the war with wisdom. But, but your palace will typically point to the flavor of your intuitive abilities. Palace can be um, used sometimes when palace is in a fun aspect to Aquarius. We find that astrology is very um, interesting to you, right? You may have a career as an astrologer, right? Palace kind of points us to where and how your intuitive abilities may show up in the human world. And so if you look into your palace and it's prominently placed, it's probably going to tell you that you are creative or you are doing something in the arts or you're doing something in the mystical arts, right? We, we look for palace to see kind of where, where your passions show up um, and what you're willing to fight for in order to move forward. There's also a lot of healing energy and healing abilities when you find, you know, what your palace is where it is and what it's aspected to. And there's different things to dig in on a personal level. But when, when Pallas moves into Pisces, it gives this overarching feeling of um, healing and righteousness and, and things that are supposed to happen, happen. It's a very feminine, um, feminine ruler, right? The good, some people won't get what they want because it doesn't fit with the good of what other people need to survive. Right. So that wants versus needs. Um, and so we have to kind of dig in. Men will feel this energy in a spiritual way. Women will feel strengthening to their ancestry. And I mean that because, um, we are powerful when we connect to our ancestors, right? And the women throughout the generations were the holders of the home and the, the wise healers of the tribes and things like that. And when men are often at war, they can connect to palace in this way, but we're not super, um, we're not connected as much as a society to going off to war, the average man. And so when Pallas moves into Pisces like this, it'll feel more like 
deep spirituality. And in Pisces season, since there's already going to be a stellium in Pisces, we'll feel this palace really kind of adding more nuance into everything, right? So we'll find more compassionate, more healing environments, um, deepening of psychic powers, deepening of creative abilities. It's a good month to get creative. It's a good month to get into your spirituality, get into your journals, get into meditation. It's a good, good month to be paying attention to your spirituality. You want to make sure that you dig into this. Pisces, Pallas and Pisces will make everybody exceptionally um, <laughs> uh, susceptible, exceptionally susceptible to kindness and gen gentle nature, right? Um, and I say susceptible because that's not our current state in society, but it will soften the hearts of a lot of people in the nuanced way, right? Like I said, this won't be like you go to the grocery store and suddenly everyone's talking and happy and blah, 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 but it's going to feel like people are open to it and all it takes is a spark and there'll be a different kind of a shift. That's the more nuance. Um, so, and if you already find yourself in the creative arts, you will get deeper. And if you already find yourself in the healing arts, you will find yourself going deeper. And so it's just a good deep Pisces goes deep. And like I said, um, you may have a harder time with that if you're not comfortable with vulnerability. Vulnerability is really going to be where it's at this whole month. And so we need to be um, deepening our vulnerability and going um into the reaches that maybe are more uncomfortable for us. So keep going. Venus conjunct Neptune mid-month, um, deepening our spiritual connection with our love and beauty and money. We're deepening our vulnerability with love and beauty and money. Um, you know, Neptune's been in Pisces a while. So it's like our dream life is just at home here. And when Venus comes up that close to Neptune, it's going to She's going to get sucked into that deep ocean, right? So we really want to just be paying attention to all of this beautiful, watery energy. And this is, you know, also me saying this as a watery person. And so mid-month, we're going to be in the depths. <laughs> we're going to be far from the shallows. Um, and then later in the month, um, the 20th, right? The sun moves into Aries. The equinox, um, spring equinox happens, Venus moves into Aries, we start raging towards summer, <laughs> spring begins, and Aries kind of takes that fire and runs with it, and we're going to be feeling it, um, we will feel the fire later in the month, and then, you know, right, right after the sun moves on to Aries and right after Venus moves into Aries, we get Pluto quintile Chiron, um, March 23rd. So the end of the month, just five days before our full moon in Libra, we have Pluto really kind of, um, I want to say mixing it up with Chiron. So we, <laughs> what we will be feeling is like, um, all this transformation energy, everything that happened while we were in Pisces will kind of come into action based, right? So we have all month long to be vulnerable and emotional and psychic and, um, you know, aware of what's in our depths. We're going to get real comfortable with the depths of our emotions. And so um, Pluto quintile Chiron is a gift. 
gift. It, it then comes and gives us this beautiful opportunity, this beautiful space to see very clearly the wounds that exist. And, and as we see that clearly have the opportunity to actually change, um, it will give us a really beautiful, like shift energy. So as we move through the month, be prepared that at the end of the month, you may have to somewhat re-examine the wounds that come up for you over the month and shift them. Right. And we will have that Aries action and we will have that, um, fiery passion of spring to sort of that fertile ground, if you will, to sort of dig into it and then arrive at the full moon more aware. So the entire month looks sort of like we kick it off and we are very, um, in our minds, we're very dreamy. We're very, um, you know, intellectual we're in the ethers and then come mid-month we have that new moon in pisces and we go deep into the watery energy deep into the watery energy and then we spend you know all of mid-month all the way till the 20th just kind of in the depths then the 20th the equinox hit and we move much faster into aries processing trauma processing wounds and then it kind of dumps us at that full moon in libra where we can bring more energy to how do we balance this? How do we make changes in our life so that what we need and what we want have more of a balance? So March is going to be a good month. It should feel, feel very hopeful. If you are not watery at all, it may feel really heavy to you and um, make sure to do the alignment because the alignment will help you to really you know, dig into the vulnerability, dig into the heart chakra, dig into what makes you want to hide the emotions, not just, oh, this is the way I am, um, because that's probably true for a lot of people. But for most people, um, we all are meant to have emotions, even Capricorns, um, <laughs> even, you know, people that seem to be very distant from vulnerability, you know, it doesn't have to look like sobbing in public or crying at puppy videos, or it doesn't have to look all the way Pisces, but where are you at in regards to holding in your emotion for fear of judgment, for being able to say, I'm having a sad day, right? Really evaluate what society may have done to you young, where you felt like, oh, that's not a public thing right? Because Pisces aren't exceptionally emotional and vulnerable because they have been nurtured, right? Um, <laughs> Pisces, we label them and stereotype them as overly emotional or um, extra sensitive and such because they tend to stubbornly um, persevere in vulnerability, they're not, it's not like a Pisces comes into this world natural, like a nurtured, naturally born to parents that will nurture it. I know a lot of Pisces that have had very hard lives. They just persevere in vulnerability, right? So they just keep showing up vulnerable. Where maybe did your birth chart set you up so that when people tried to make you less vulnerable because it made them uncomfortable, you took that advice and internalized it. So that's where we want to dig in. And at the end of the month, when Pluto is quintile Chiron, that theme will almost demand to be seen, demand to be heard. Um, 
And, and so you want to be prepared to show up in that space, right? When somebody says, how are you doing? And you say, fine. Even though what you want to say is I'm actually drowning and I'm stressed and I have um, a really hard time with such and such, you know, what stops you? And, and evaluate that. And then there's a little bit of shadow work a little bit earlier <laughs> than um, you might be ready for, but then flip it and say, where do I not allow this behavior in other people? Right? So do you tend to not have friends that when you ask them how they are, they'll tell you, do, does that make you uncomfortable? Do you shy away from people who are messy? right? Do you shy away from people who are going to cry on this drop of a dime? Do you shy away, right? Where do you put the things about yourself? Where do you put that in other people? How comfortable are you sitting in awareness and observation of somebody dumping their gunk? How comfortably can you sit there and hold space for it? Because that's usually going to be a major mirror for how well you do dumping your gunk. And, um, you know, this is where therapy comes really in handy because you pay someone to hold space so you can dump your gunk. Right. But if you're not able to be vulnerable anywhere in the world, that will set you up to feel very uncomfortable in Pisces season. So that's what we're all going to do. We're going to get more comfortable dumping our gunk into our journals. We're going to get more comfortable receiving vulnerable triggers, right? So when you are triggered into vulnerability, going there and being vulnerable, that's a practice this month. And if you feel extremely incapable of doing this, or you don't have someone to, to play off of with this, I mean, you have the cosmic toolbox and we're all here for you. I'm here for you. Um, but if you would like to take it private, this is the month to get a therapist. So everybody, and, and I'm only giggling because so many people get upset with me when I say that. I don't think anyone's crazy. Therapy is amazing. Everyone should have therapists. So this is a month though, that you want to do the work. You want to do the work because it's not going to get any easier in 2021. If you haven't listened to the yearly forecast, go back and listen. We've got situations brewing <laughs> and, um, I giggle because I like it. I, I like opportunities to grow, right? But we have, um, March is our last month with just a regular old full moon. So we get into April and we have a super moon in Scorpio. Um, and then Pluto goes retrograde like that same night. Um, and it's all happening under the Lyrid me meteor shower, right? Mars moves into cancer and is going to make us all so sensitive. And then the super moon and Pluto retrograde. And then we get into May and uh, Mercury goes into Gemini and we have more meteor showers and we have Venus moving into Gemini. And then we have another super moon lunar eclipse, total lunar eclipse. You hear me? Total lunar eclipse in Sagittarius in a supermoon. And then two days later, Mercury ret goes retrograde again. Um, so everything that happens in May is going to be going back over again during the next Mercury retrograde. Uh, and then in June, we have the Saturn square Uranus element again. And we have it happening four days after a new moon solar eclipse. Um, <laughs> it's just a lot guys. Um, and so this is our month to get ourselves together, right? Because July is intense as well. <laughs> and, um, it's just going to be like J July has its own issues, but full moon go in Aquarius and then Jupiter retrogrades in Aquarius 
underneath the delta backwards. Um, just a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So we are going to do March well. We are going to do March well. We're going to show up. We're going to do the work. You have a community. I'll start a channel in Discord for gunk dumping. <laughs> we will practice witnessing gunk dumping and we will practice gunk dumping. Everybody should have one post in there that's like, this is all the things I feel. These are all the emotions I'm having. And then we'll all say, you don't even have to respond. No helping, right? Because that's not the point of vulnerability. And that's another thing to remember, especially with Pisces. Pisces energy is not Libra. Pisces energy is not Scorpio. Pisces energy is here to witness from a wisdom standpoint, from a sage standpoint. So we hold space with a depth of wisdom that this is a normal functional step in a journey. The messy portion does not mean that the person witnessing has this portion together, right? When someone is dumping all their frustrations and you feel really good, Pisces energy doesn't say, well, I feel really good because I meditate and I this and I this and I this. That's not Pisces. Pisces says, yes, Mm -hmm. this is good. (laughs) It's coming right? Because we all know that things get real messy just before we have a breakthrough. And so Pisces is like, yeah, go deeper. Don't bypass it. Don't meditate your way out of that emotion. Feel it, right? So that's what we're going to do. Just witness each other. Yes, it's hard. Man, is it hard. It's, It's all for good. So how does that silence feel, right? That's the thing we got to get more comfortable with because Pisces, Pisces showing up and it's exciting. I have a Pisces moon, so I'm sorry that I take pleasure in this. You guys picked the right place at the right time. All right, everybody have a beautiful month. We will talk a lot this month. And if you're not in the Discord server, you can text me to find out how to get there. Talk to everyone later.